things aren't fair and you can either choose to like sit back and cry about it. You can be upset about it and woe is me. And, Mm -hmm. or you can just say, okay, yeah, that sucks. Now what? Hello and welcome to the Proclamation Podcast. My name is Luke Nolan. I'm your host today and I'm here with our guest, CJ Dexbury. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Are you doing well? Very well. Thank you. Good. It's been a while since we discussed you being on the podcast. Yeah. Now you're here. I'm here. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Yeah. We had a little technical hiccup setting up for today's podcast. So we've already been talking for like 45 minutes. It's great. It's wonderful. It's good. Um, I wanted to ask you um, how we met because I could not remember leading up to this podcast. Oh, man. Probably while working at the Chamber of Commerce, probably. Yeah. When Foursquare was just a, a little a little space. A little box. A little, bo- little closet. Were you here for the uh, ribbon cutting? I was. I was. I was actually extremely disappointed that there wasn't a real cutting of a ribbon you with real scissors the velcro snap wasn't the same as like yeah. cutting a ribbon oh robbie was there robbie was there that's right yes, okay robbie. yes no i think that was it though Tor- tear the velcro Tor- <laughs> on the count of three rip um you had to train me how to do it i did i did show you how to do it i don't want you to be do people have trouble with it oh of course people think the wooden scissors actually cut yeah it was, it was tough yeah they're like tough time. they're actually kind of heavy though if yeah, i remember they're like, they're like five plywood. Feet. Yeah, they're like five foot scissors. But they don't cut. They don't worth, cut anything. Worth no. anything. No, zero. How many ribbon cuttings did you do at the chamber? Oh, geez. Too many? Hundred? You were there how many years? Almost four years. Okay. Yeah. What does the chamber do? Uh, it's a great resource for the business community. So advocating on behalf of businesses, helping with, you know, publicity, ribbon cuttings, that kind of stuff, yeah. doing, um, you know, a lot of stuff in the community business related. So I was super skeptical at first. Yeah. Um, most are. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think the chamber is a very like old school type mentality. Kind of like Lions Club. Exactly. Or, like a service organization. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Where People it's, it's, don't know really what it is exactly. anymore. And I think there, it was just the chamber is kind of, I don't want to say outdated, but there's some practices that are outdated. Sure. Um, so like meeting in person and doing lunches and 30 second commercials and those things that mm-hmm. 10 years ago were super normal aren't, aren't as much anymore. Yeah. with LinkedIn and Facebook and every sure. other social media platform. I think going to a breakfast at 7 a.m. to have a 30 second commercial is is seen as less important. Sure. You know, um, so I think. Some people are skeptical and it struggled a little bit for sure. I mean, I I was like, there's no way that that the value will be added back to for my sure. business. But because of a couple of people like yourself, I mean, you may have been single handedly the person that, you know, pivoted me the other direction yeah. of saying, hey, this is this is a great yeah. thing. Um, once I got into it, I realized wow, there's a lot of opportunities that this is opening up. If nothing else, people in the chamber start coming to your business. And so I think there's definitely a a place for it in most businesses. Yeah, And that's like the easiest ones are coffee shops, restaurants, those type of services where you can actually go in. Consumables. Totally. Where you can go in and say, I'm here because you're a chamber member. I'm going to buy this because you're a chamber member. But to people If you already have an attorney- and you join it's the chamber, tough. you're not going to just go get five attorneys. It's tough. Yeah. But, I mean, there were there are times where people would call the chamber, you know, when I was there and say, I need a project manager. And I'd go yeah. through and look at and find, you know, three or four that we have and send those out. So it's, yeah. it is a great resource. I know Again, I've texted you and Kevin many times over the years and asked. For sure. Hey, yeah. do you know somebody? And it's the chamber is great at promoting local business for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it is great. One time. And now you work for Boys and Girls Club of yes. America. Of Placer County. Placer County. Yeah. Yeah. You don't cover the whole. I don't cover all of America. The lower 48. No. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Just Placer County right yeah. now. Yeah. So. And what do you guys do there? 
Yeah. So the Boys and Girls Club is an after school program. Um, it's not a daycare. It's not a child care facility. It's an after school program. So okay. kids get off of the bus and they jump right into what's called power hour where they do homework. And we have trained staff that help with homework and, um, you know, get them all situated and make sure that all their schoolwork is done. Okay. Um, they get a snack right after uh, and then jump into club activities. So it could be. And what ages is it? Six to 18. Okay. So oh, have, all the way through. Totally. Yeah. We have wow. our teen center, uh, which specializes in like workforce development okay. and, you know, money matters and those type of things to help them. The things they should ready. learn in school. The things they should I'm be kidding. learning in school. So <laughs> we have a lot of great partners who like come in and teach those things like nice and stuff. will come in and teach like money oh, management. Wow. So, you know, you're given a thousand dollars and they're like, what kind of car do you want? And they're like, I want a Lambo. Of course. And they're like, you don't have enough money for that car payment. So <laughs> Let's work on a savings plan. Uh, but no, it's great. Um, Where did you have your first bank account at? Oh, geez. When you were a In kid? Merced? Oh, geez. A Citibank, maybe? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I like special programs for kids and stuff. Yeah, I think I think that I, I remember going there. I don't know why I went there, but it's like down the street from our house. <laughs> like, I have $10. Why I am I here? <laughs> They probably thought the same thing. Why is yeah. this guy here? So got to start somewhere. Yeah, totally. I so remember when I closed my first bank account, I was actually really bummed because I felt really loyal to them, yeah. but they sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so once I learned, I mean, they had like two branches in Sacramento. Yeah. It's rough. You can't stick with them forever. No, you can't. You move on. You grow. It's not an you emotional know? decision. No. You have to make it. It's not me. It's, it's a financial you. decision. No, it is for sure. For sure. So what, um, what's your favorite part about working for that organization? Uh, just working with the kids, knowing that you're making yeah. a difference, like in the future of kids, we have, uh, what's called our youth of the year. Um, most of the time they're a little older, but they've gone through like club programming and that stuff and mm. hearing the impact that the boys and girls club has had on their life is, That's awesome. it's huge, you know, cause a lot of times teens don't talk very much and then you hear like they'll give a speech or they'll talk about what club has meant to them. And you'll hear and you're like, oh man, I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it kind of like takes away the, the nine to five monotony totally. out of a job to know of what you're doing. Absolutely. And I sit where my office is, I sit where I can see like the front door. So having the kids get off of the school bus and then they all walk by. And you see them all. They all like pound on the window and wave and yeah. you know, they want to. It's great. It's great for me. I love seeing everybody. And sometimes I'll like be on the phone talking to like a donor or somebody and then the bus comes and I try to get off real fast because the kids are all coming through and it's nice. so loud to have, you know, 150 kids get off of a bus and yeah. they come through and they're all banging on the door and want to talk. And you're like, oh, sorry, hold on one second. Yeah. You know, they like stuff. you. I, yeah. And I like them. Yeah. yeah. You guys probably had to do some changes make some changes do some pivoting the last year yeah in 2020 what was that like crazy um the boys and girls club so we've done food in a smaller aspect just like snacks and that kind of stuff for once kids got to the boys and girls club mm. but really quick seeing when everything was like shut down to the max seeing that there was such a need and trying to figure out like what can we do how do we still serve our families how do we still yeah. serve kids because for us it was a Friday and it was like kids, it was like, grab your computer, grab everything. We're closing for two weeks. So it was like, oh, two weeks for clothes. Like, oh, no biggie. And then two weeks turned into four weeks, turned into three months, turned into a year later. And Were you guys closed the whole year? Uh, almost. Okay. I it mean, was months and months. It was months for sure. Yeah. So then wow. we, yeah, it was just crazy. But having to pivot from having hundreds of kids at the Boys and Girls Club to it being super noisy to, you know, all of that into like coming in and everyone's wearing a mask and there's only, yeah. you know, all of our youth development specialists couldn't come in because there was not much for them to do mm -hmm. with no kids there. So, you know, just some three or four admin staff coming in and everyone's in a mask and everyone's. 27 feet away from each other not knowing like what the heck's going we on. don't know if we're we all gonna die we yeah. have no idea yeah um but pivoting into asking families like what do you need how can we support you during this time and yeah. food, in food insecurity was like one of the number one things people were dealing with wow the hoarding of toilet paper not being able to find milk not being able to wow. like feed your kids 
people weren't working. So then if you're not working, you don't have money. And if you don't have money, you're not going to the grocery store to buy groceries. Sure. So food insecurity or, was And you're huge. staying at home more, eating everything, exactly. eating all your food at home. And a lot of our families are on like free and reduced lunch. And oh, sorry, say that again. They're on free and reduced lunch. Gotcha. Um, so at school, they don't pay for lunch. Yeah. So a meal is taken care of while they're at school. And a lot of them go for breakfast also. So if breakfast is taken care of at you school. You guys completely donor funded? Or? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. If, uh, you know, so if, there still are good people out there. There's a few of them. Okay. You have to go <laughs> um, find them. I have huh? to find some <laughs> of them. Yeah. Some of them are a little harder to find, but I can, I, I, try, to, I try to locate them. Um, but yeah, we, cause that's no small budget. No, not at all. Yeah. And then flipping into after school programming into like, how can we provide a boys and girls club type atmosphere or type feel at home? So then we started creating sure. boys and girls club packets where we did like a virtual clubhouse. Did you guys do like videos? We like did send out videos to the kids and we stuff did. like that. It was just tough because we couldn't have staff in in yeah so you're like okay we want to do this so you're at home in your pjs totally trying to make like uh trying to make a flyer into like so we did like a week-long activities with like a fun fact of the day nice uh, uh, random you kind of did mini summer camps almost totally throughout the throughout the time so we distributed hundreds and hundreds of packets and then we partnered with uh the plaster food bank which is absolutely amazing yeah um, they're right over on washington yep. aren't they yeah yeah so they we partnered with them which was one of the best decisions that we did i think a lot of times in the nonprofit world people stray away from like partnering with nonprofits because hmm. everyone's kind of after the same pot of money essentially like yeah the city has x amount of dollars and all nonprofits are like they sick that pot of money like which is a process. great lesson for people listening that Collaborate. There, there is so much money out there available. And if you collaborate, businesses, grants, opportunities yeah. open up even more. So you're not competitors. You're actually partners. We're allies. We're in this yeah, together. Totally. You know, we're all serving the common good. We're yeah. all like, we're worried about our kids having access to food. Mm. They're worried about people having access to food. You have access to food. We have access to kids. How do we work Perfect. together? To, Perfect to marriage. We reached out and it was immediate. There was like no questions asked. They're like, well, I have a truck to you on Friday. Wow. And the first couple of times I picked up in my Prius, which was interesting to load a thousand pounds of food into a Prius. Yeah. I mean, Prius have great. Did you have to check the manual? Great, <laughs> great horsepower on a Prius climbing up to Auburn, you know yeah. what I mean? Just like you could fly up there, but no, my car was like slammed 55. to the ground. Oh dude, it was slammed to the ground. And like, <laughs> it was the worst. Does but anyone have a truck? I, and I lived in the area, so it was easy for me to like swing on by and pick it up. Yeah. And I would just open the back and we just load boxes and potatoes and, and uh, like sandwiches and like all of this produce and stuff in the back of my car. And I'd get in just to try to go and it's like, and you're going like five miles an hour. It was great. But, but that uh, Prius fed many, dude, many, so many children. So many. Yeah. It's amazing. But no, it was great. And then they, we're able to bring a refrigeration truck, a refrigerated truck up to Auburn for us and distribute food. So we've been giving out anywhere between a thousand to 1500 pounds a week wow. from the start of the pandemic. Wow. So we did two weeks ago, we looked up, it was about 57,000 pounds of food that we've distributed um, to our families and That's people awesome. in need in the area. So just a complete pivot into like what are our families needing and trying to provide that. Another really cool thing that we did was provide um, hotspots, Wi-Fi hotspots to kids who didn't have access to internet. Mm. So distance learning was brand new to everybody. Yeah. A lot of families don't have tablets and computers and things that like a lot of us take for granted, you know? Yeah. And then the school is able to provide them with a Chromebook, but a Chromebook only goes so far when you don't have internet access. Right. And when 90% of our kids are scholarshiped into the boys and girls club, our cost is we charge $10 a month for membership and we scholarship over 90% of the kids that we have at $10 a month. Oh, wow. So now you're asking them to have internet access, which they don't have. And how do we do that? So mm. we were able to partner with some awesome organizations and they stepped up to the plate and we were able to pass out uh, Wi-Fi hotspots to a ton of our members and families and wow. people that we absolutely 
no needed it. Yeah. So able to provide that to them so they can continue with school. Has has being a part of that organization kind of opened up your eyes more to how much of a need there is right in our area? Because I think often we think about, oh, like there's starving kids in Africa. People say stereotypical things like of that. Um, but has it helped you see more of like what's immediate and what's in our own backyard? Yeah, it's it's really insane to think about what's going on a block and a half away. You know, we have three locations currently from Foursquare where yes. we're sitting right now. Yeah. We have three locations in Auburn and we're in the process of opening a fourth here in Roseville. And it was kind of like, what, where, where do we build this? How do we make this happen? So we started looking at different areas and you're like, okay, West park. And you're like, most people who are in the West park area, they're doing okay. You know, they just bought that house probably buying six, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollar homes. They're they're doing okay. Looking at different pockets of areas, and then it was the Russell Heights neighborhood, which is again a block and a half away. We could yeah, we've we've met here and walked over. It takes a it's a five minute walk. Totally. And there's thirty seven hundred students within a mile and a half radius of where we're building our new clubhouse. And you're like, well, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. There's six schools within walking distance around us. 70% of them are on free and reduced lunch. This was as of two wow. years ago. Now, can you imagine what that 70% would... of the kids at those schools are on free and reduced lunch? One of them, Woodbridge Elementary School, which is two blocks away from where our site's going to be, they're at like 95%. So most of the wow. kids that we're actually going to be serving are on free and reduced lunch. They qualify. It's the lowest median income level in Roseville. Mm. It's the highest need area. It's the area of most crime. So when the opportunity came up to open the location in the Roswell Heights neighborhood, it was a no brainer knowing how many kids are there, the needs yeah. there, what, you know, what better, I mean, it's a perfect opportunity for us to open an after school program for kids to come, not be playing in the street, yeah. have a place to go get loved Where on by some people. they could get hurt or something. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Get into the wrong crowd. Exactly. But, you know, letting them come in, giving them food, giving going through homework, making sure their homework's done and then doing some, some quality activities. You know, it's not just like arts and crafts and popsicle sticks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we have a, there's going to be a brand new tech center that's there. So we're going to try to get into like coding and web design, and stuff 100%. like that. hundred percent. And that's where that's we're awesome. going to be leaning into people in the Rosa area to come in and help. You know, we're going to need volunteers to come in and mm -hmm. teach and we're going to need service organizations like rotary to do rotary readers and, we're going to need the community to come together. Do you guys have a struggle of people wanting to help, but they don't want to do the work that's needed? Yes, for sure. Everyone, I feel like the easy thing is, well, let me know if I can help. Instead of how can I help? It's let me know if you need any help. So then it kind of puts it back on you to then find something. Balls in your court. The, exactly. Yeah. Create a job for me. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's. It'd be like if I came and said, I want to make the kids coffee. And you're like, they don't. Really drink coffee. Of course. And you're like, that yeah. sounds great. Like, thank you so much. Yeah. What if we did this and you know what I mean? And trying to pivot onto something. How else. can I help? Exactly. So everyone, when I say there's a need for volunteers, we need people to be a positive role model in people's lives. People are like, oh, I'd love to help. Great. So what day can you come? It's the action oh, behind I'm kind it. of busy. Exactly. It's yeah. the action behind it. And not everybody can do it. And we totally sure. understand that. But the, the tough part is, is. I feel like everyone is either capable of giving or helping. Yes. Maybe you don't have the time to help, but that means you probably have the resources to give or vice versa. For sure. No, not everyone's in that position, but Absolutely. I think most people could give a dollar well, and not show up. Or maybe they exactly. get a thousand dollars and not show up, or maybe you don't have any resources, but you have time for sure. Show up and help. And that's why for us having like a steady stream of like monthly donors at $10 a month is huge, huge for us because it costs us on average about a hundred dollars to serve a child each month. Gotcha. We have a hundred kids that we serve. Mm -hmm. We have three locations that we serve these children at. So there's, there's definitely exactly. And you keep yeah. growing and growing and growing. So it's like, could you, could you do $10 a month? You know, could you Absolutely. do $25 a month? Like, could you do something to make a difference? Yeah. And I encourage everybody like, so let's say call. someone's listening right now and they're like, I'm bored. I want to stop listening. 
What <laughs> no one would do. What that. website? Where do they go? How could they start helping right now? Yeah, bgcplastercounty.org. Okay. My contact information's on there. Um, Sweet. Reach out. We our big thing is finding like people who can help, who can help meet a need somewhere. Like we have people yeah. who come in and do like music or yoga or cooking or gardening or like whatever you teach want, the kids something whatever you want to help with we're going to figure out how to get you involved awesome and it doesn't have to be i can come or it could be sweeping the floor cleaning up also. some poop cleaning up some poop on the floor it could happen yeah <laughs> yeah it happens so but getting involved in some capacity you know and if it's not the boys and girls club find something you're passionate about if you're passionate about elderly get involved volunteer somewhere you know what i mean for passionate about animals the spca open a brand new facility in roseville like get involved yeah. find somewhere to like give back because there's amazing nonprofits in the area who do amazing work and if like if we just sat back and listened to all the things that all the great nonprofits are doing there's going to be something you're going to be passionate about also i think in. there's there's a misconception when people hear nonprofit it doesn't mean they don't need money for sure it also doesn't mean that they don't provide jobs. They do provide jobs and, our, and they do need to make a profit. I mean, they have to yeah. be more coming in than going out. Of course. Um, they just are not paying profits back to a bunch of stockholders. Of course. Their goal is to grow in whatever their mission is. Yeah. And, and our, our, if one we of don't our, give, that doesn't continue. Doesn't happen. Yeah. And one of our goals is for the Roswell Heights neighborhood is trying to hire from the neighborhood. Nice. How can we find people in the community that needs it the most? How can mm -hmm. we find them who live in the neighborhood we're trying to impact? How do we get them involved? How do we get them a job? How do we get them self-sufficient to mm. then take that next step? You know, And whether the Boys and Girls Club is a open door to then move to something else, like let it be that. Yeah. You know? Come in, make a difference, have an impact, and see if it's the right fit for you so we're trying to hire from the community that we're going to be opening at trying to and they'll get trained yeah you know they they go through a full onboarding process um to make sure that everyone and you're is still looking for those people 100 percent. yeah so currently anyone who wants to come up to auburn we have a ton of opportunities we're getting ready to launch summer camp which we're really excited about eight weeks of summer camp nice on average, we'd have like 200 kids going. It's a little bit lower this year just because of everything that's going on. Makes sense. Um, but we're looking for people to come in and help friends during summer camp. Come fill some water balloons. How did you get involved? I mean, how did you hear about it and how did you get the job? Yeah. So um, when I was in high school, my dad actually passed away. Mm. And I went to the Boys and Girls Club just to play basketball. So that's all I knew the Boys and Girls Club You were did. hooping it up. <laughs> dunking on everybody you you um, were actually pretty good at basketball if i remember uh 50 pounds ago yeah i was okay it was mean <laughs> yeah. um but i went to the boys and girls club you know i i played basketball there that's what we did run our yeah. bikes to the boys and girls club played basketball and then rode back home and that's all i knew so was this in auburn no this is in merced in merced don't hold right. that against me i don't okay merced's beautiful um but I, <laughs> so I went just to play basketball. That's all I did. Yeah. So I was at the chamber of commerce and the opportunity opened up at the boys and girls club. And I was like, this would be kind of cool. And met oh, it with came the, full circle, met the CEO. And he was like, Hey, we're planning on opening something in Roseville. And I was like, well, I live in Roseville. I'm passionate about Roseville. I have connections in the business Tons community. Tons of connections. Yeah. Like this would be a perfect fit. So here we are a couple years later and all full, all full circle. Wow. So. Yeah. So it has a special meaning to you. Yeah, it was, it had a very, like a very, had a big impact in my life. Yeah. You know, it was a safe Even place for it me wasn't to go to. Like a huge length of term of your life. For sure. It was just very impactful. It was a, a safe, short amount of time. Yeah. It was a safe place to go when you're like 16 that you. It's like the why exactly. for our parents. Like of course. That generation. Exactly. Yeah. So being able to go That's to the a place, YMCA, not the dance. Right. Not the dance. Not the dance. Not the dance. Not the village people. There um, are millennials who are right now Wikipediaing. What is YMCA? Of course. We uh but yeah, it's it had an impact in my life for you know, for that season and was big for me. So to be able to like now see full circle all of the stuff the Boys and Girls Club does. Yeah. It's uh it's 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 awesome. 
Yeah. So going more personal, yeah. you and your wife um, work a lot. I can relate to that. Um, yeah, it's busy. Tell us what your wife does, and then how do you, um, how do you support her in that? Yeah. So my wife is a florist, like your wife. Um, she owns Fig and Vine, and we have a flower truck that we take out to different places and go do to fun events. stuff, do pop ups, and go all over Roseville and do fun stuff with it. Yeah. Um, it's your second flower truck. It's our yes. We had one before. Yeah, it was a lot larger. Yeah. Um, you guys broke up and got a new one. We got another one. So um, this one's pretty dope. This one's uh, sixty four Econoline. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty nice. So made in America. Uh, made <laughs> America. Um, it's great. Uh, but no supporting her in this. Um, so we had our first child, our son Grayson. He's four, going to be five. And then our second one, her name's Olive. She'll be two on Friday, which is crazy. Oh, wow. I know, crazy. Two. I know, it's wild. But when she was pregnant with her, she was doing flowers a lot. And I was like, this might be something I really want to do. And I was like, yeah, great. Whatever you want to do, babe, I'm here for you. Yeah. And then like the more that she started getting more into it and, you know, more events and more weddings and being pregnant. And then I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go back to work after the, like, after all of us born, I don't know if, we're, if I'm going back. And I was like, whatever you want to do, babe. Like, I'm 100% yeah. supportive. You want to start a business? Like, you want to live out your dream? Like, Go I'm for here it. for it. I'm here for all of it. So she jumped in head first. And like a week after having Olive, she had an event and never went back to work at her regular job and works way more now mm -hmm. as a florist full time. Um, it's nonstop for her. It's busy. And for me, supporting her is just what can I do to help? You yeah. Know, it's a little bit more difficult when you have kids coming home. Sure. And, you know, I've worked all day, had a long day myself, and then come home and it's like, can you need me to Time sweep to up? trade. Totally. You yeah. need me to sweep up and clean up. I'm sweeping up and cleaning up. Yeah. You know, what are we making for dinner? Washing oh, out nothing? those buckets here, is dude. the best part. Huh? Bleach those bad boys. I'm here. So just whatever I can do to support her. You do not want to leave them too long. No they way, man. Funky smell. Yeah, nasty. And don't stack them on top of each other either. Oh. It all, see, we learned so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More than I've ever thought. I've Did ever I tell you that me. our neighbor downstairs works at the flower mart in Sacramento? Oh, no. So our little our little house is flat, inundated with flower yeah, people. I get it. Yeah. I get it. If it's not an Amazon package coming, it's a flower box getting shipped from yep. a wholesale or somewhere. I don't totally. Know, so. It's it's wonderful times. We it's have awesome. so much cardboard at our house from boxes. And so stuff, how so. do you how do you strike a good work life balance with all that going on? It's tough, man. You know, kids balancing like being a good husband, being a good father, being a good employee. Yeah, I mean, how does Grayson when he sees mom and dad working? Like, what do you guys tell him? It's work. He he's always like, you have to go to work so much, and like he's forced. He doesn't really get it. Yeah, you know what I mean? totally. Like, why do you have to work so much? Because I'm trying to provide for you, buddy. Um, but yeah, it, for us, it's just trying to find that balance and still like keep our relationship like strong. You know what I yeah. mean? Because just because someone's a stay at home, stay at home mom or like owns their business from home doesn't mean that they're just at home eating bonbons on the couch. Right. Like I've watched the, I've had the kids multiple days, like where she's had something going on and I'll stay home and watch the kids. It's a lot. It is. It's it's not like it doesn't end. You know what I mean? Grayson's four. He doesn't take a nap anymore. Olive takes no naps. No, man. Dude. I know. See, this is what you have to look forward to. I know. Um, you know what I'm still, looking forward to? What's that? Being an old man and yeah. taking naps. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm ready to take a nap right now for sure. Yeah. Um, Afternoon nap. Amen. But no, my grandma's 92. She said she takes one every day. God. Hers are getting to be like, Two or three hours. Well, it's though. a long nap. Yeah. So if I could get like a, a strong thirty in, I'm she makes jokes that. about I may not wake up yeah. from a nap one day. Don't say that, Grams. I know. Don't say that, Grams. She's sweet. We need you. Her mom lived to be one hundred and two, so I think she still got she's some got time some left. Oh well, yeah, she's here. We'll see. She's here. All those GMOs, you know, might. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's it, it is a it is a tough balance for sure. I'm trying to balance, you know, for me working Monday through Friday, her working. Monday through Friday and yeah. then having events on Friday night, Saturday night, 
you know, sometimes Sunday. And then Sunday is like, we got to go grocery shopping for the week. And then before you know it, you're like right back right into back the next cycle. It. And then yeah. it's work. And then, so I think for us is strategically trying to like plan time. Like Mother's Day. You don't get to celebrate Mother's Day when mm -hmm. you're working flowers, you know. Katie didn't get to have a wonderful no. Mother's Day. You yeah. know, you're busy providing a Mother's Day for everybody else. So last week we, we celebrated a week after and went out and did our own thing. So, yeah. It was less crowded too. Do nice. do people ask you to do things and you're like, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a father too. Oh, or I'm course. a mother too. Of course. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. It's uh it is tough because it's hard to find like because again you come home and then it's dinner time, then it's bath time, then it's bedtime. Mm. And then you wake up and it's like that again and then it's that again. And then Thursday she wakes up at six AM to go get flowers. And if she, if it's a big wedding, she might wake up at three to go to San Francisco to go get flowers. And yeah. then you're just like trying to balance it all and late nights. And then Saturday, packing up the car strategically to make sure nothing tips over and nothing falls. Right, right, and right. Make sure the AC's on. And Sunday, you're cleaning up, grocery shopping, and back at it. So it's it's it it is a it is a balance for sure. Yeah. Is balance trying to find time how to do golf. You, how do you? Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. Um when people come into your life who aren't as busy as you how do you graciously help them understand where you're at and the type of schedule that you're dealing with it's hard it's hard when someone may just work a monday like monday through friday and not have anything else going on or they might not have kids and they're like oh we're doing this tonight can you make it right now? No, I can't make yeah. it. <laughs> can Can you be at Dave and Buster's in 45 minutes? Totally. Like, no, it, like we're in bath time right now. Like, yeah. I got naked kids in the tub. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm we're naked. We're, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> the whole family. <laughs> Everyone is, is just naked right now. No, it, it's, uh, it's, it's really, really tough. And I think as you grow older, I think it's harder to make friends like quality friendships. Yeah. We all have friends that you're like, Hey, and Sally, you know, Hey Johnny, like you'd love to hang out with them, but yeah, of course you'd love to do something, but it just, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So it, it is tough trying to, trying to get other people to understand without being like, Hey, listen, Bozo, I work a hundred hours. We have this going on. I can't just do this. Yeah. You know, do you laugh when people say 40 hours, their full-time job? Yeah, for sure. You're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Because your I first your first job yeah, of course. I is probably that. not even it's only cute. 40 hours. Yeah. So it's it's tough. I know every, like everyone's in a different season. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you try to like And that's really I think what it is, is it's you're okay with the season they're in, but yeah. often people aren't okay with people being in other seasons. Totally. And they're like almost like you you switched up, you know, like you're different. It's like I grew, you know what I mean? There's more things yeah. going on. You're going to get there. Like totally not that we're like better or bigger or anything. It's not like a that. condescension. Not it's just an all. acknowledgement of the stages. Totally. Like we have, we have a friend, um, he lives in Merced and he, they just had a baby. Like he would text us like the day of and be like, Hey, we're going to top golf and then we're gonna go downtown and we're going to go do this and go do that. And we got two kids at home. Like we're not just mm -hmm. dropping everything to go do that. We can't, but then he, they just had their first baby. And then he texts me. He's like, this is tough, dude. And I'm like, I know it's very tough. Like yeah. him going back to work. And there's, she's trying there's to a little person now always has their hand out. Always. For attention and or you food don't sleep. or. Yeah. You don't sleep anymore. You know, you don't. It's not normal anymore. This but, is your new But you normal. used to think you needed eight hours. Oh, of course. And now you're like, man, I can get four straight hours. I'm feeling real good. Yeah. Anywhere. So, anytime any, of the night. <laughs> the best advice is sleep when they sleep. You yeah. don't get to sleep at night anymore. If you might be sleeping from one to four during the day. So when I started staying home with Molly, I was like, okay, during her two hour nap, you know, I'm going to try to do things, get some, work get done, some yeah. stuff done. And now if I'm tired, I just lay down and you have to. Yeah. She might be the only, she's right over there and I just pass out. It might be the only two hours. Wake you up when, I'll wake up when you start screaming. <laughs> totally. No, it's, yeah. Cause it could be in the middle of the night yeah. up three times, you know? Yeah. No, it's, and that gets better. And that's a season of yeah. that, of waking up every two hours. Then they sleep three hours and you're like, we just awesome. cracked the code. We just cracked the code to this. And then it's four hours. And the first time they sleep through the night, you're freaked out because you're like, 
they didn't get up. Yeah. Like, are they okay? Dead. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's a, uh, just different times, different things. Different. Everyone's at a different point in their life, yeah. and it's just it's it's nuts. Trying to get people to understand that and also encourage people though also like not making it seem like well, it's and enjoy miserable. the stage that you're of in course. too because when you're married now you can't do this of course when you have kids now you can't do these things yeah. but if you're not married you can't do these things yeah. which are really awesome things which is super if cool. you don't have kids exactly. you can't do these things which are really awesome things yeah. there's i mean and this sounds so corny so cheesy but like when you come home and like grayson and all of they both like run to the front door to like give you a hug like nothing else matters at that time yeah like i know that sounds so corny but like it's real you know mm -hmm. like they don't care that you had the longest day ever they they don't care about they don't anything. know about they Bobby don't know that wouldn't clean up the poop in the bathroom. They don't know about Bobby. You yeah. Know? They don't know that like our golf tournaments next week and it's like full go mode right now. And we're trying to like, just make this go off, you know, they just know daddy's home. Dad's home, you know? And then it's, but for me, it's taking the time to like put my phone down, put my keys down. And like, it's us for fully. Let's focused. get 10, 10 minutes of just, what'd you guys do today? Oh, you colored with mom. Oh, what'd you color? What'd you, What'd you paint? What'd you do? You know, it's, it's just learning all of that. Yeah. Cause if I come home and I'm like, Oh gosh, this was a miserable day. And now I'm super negative and they're excited to see yeah. me. And I'm like, Hey guys, then I go sit on the couch. Yeah. I'm like it's, you gotta it's have something example. left when they get home. Of course. There was a season where my dad would, would, uh, get home from work. He had a little pickup truck, little Toyota, um, or sorry, a Dodge Ram 50, the littlest mm -hmm. one. And he'd pull in the driveway and he'd honk the horn and we'd run out and jump in the back of That's his true. truck. Yeah. And then he would go do donuts on our property because yeah. we had like a couple of uh, trees out there yeah, yeah. and it was all dirt and he would just do donuts around the trees and you'll with never, us in the back. But that was special, right? Totally. Like that's, yeah. You remember that. And, and those like five minutes of doing donuts, that was like him depositing so much uh, sure. emotional positivity in, into us and there was days that he didn't want he to could do go that. sit on the couch for of 30 course. minutes after that because we, we were jazzed you know but there was days he didn't want to do that but he did totally it. you know yeah. what i mean because he's probably out of gas yeah totally okay. <laughs> gas prices now oh boy he's not doing that so yeah no it's, well, he only had to drive a mile to work so no, he's all right yeah if he was out of gas he was a bad manager of yeah. his <laughs> gas tank yeah no it's it's it is a it's tough managing work home balance it's tough managing friend to friend balance mm -hmm. you know and i think that's what it, it's very important to have like solid people that you don't have to have everyday check-ins they don't yeah. need something every single yeah. day you know i think th that is the mark of a true friendship is can you pick up where you left totally. off without a bunch of pomp and circumstance of course and if you can't that person is probably a superficial yeah. friend and not everybody is that friend not everybody yeah, which is okay. some friends are hey how's it going good to see you man all right see you later other friends are how are you no really how are you guys doing? yeah you know here's a here's a handkerchief totally <laughs> do you need to cry do you need yeah. to hold, you me hold you so yeah but i think it's important to have the gamut of friends you know there's some people that mm -hmm. are just high five friends and then there's hug friends and then there's cry friends you know what i mean yeah there's, there's a there's a, a place for everybody, and it's managing all that at the same time of keeping your kids healthy and safe and yeah. your wife happy and it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. I had a friend who got in a bad accident and I hadn't seen him in, in a while because of some drama between him and a family member of mine. Mm -hmm. And when he got in his accident, I showed up at the hospital, and some of his closer friends said, "Why are you here?" And I said, well, I couldn't be there for the bullshit, yeah. but I can be here for this. Of course. Um, and that uh, brought all of us together. Yeah. That that time, not what I said, but that time of brought course. us together. Um, and, you know, we talk about, about that. He passed away. He ended oh. up passing away. Um, and so, you know, that time like solidified all of our friendship or totally. cauterized it, yeah, yeah. I would say more. Um, and so I think that there are times, you know, in your life where things get tested and then you realize, is this deep and is yeah. it meaningful and does it have a good foundation or is it just kind of that? Of course. Hey, buddy. Yeah. See ya. How's the weather? Yeah. 
and I think there's a place for all for all of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Again, just like can't have a deep friendship with, with everybody. Like you can't. I can't walk up and be like, tell me your life story mm. to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think relationships build organically, and there's people that you click with, and there's people you don't. There's people that are annoying, and there's people who are great. You know what I mean? And it's accepting that and being able to move on from it, and not let yeah. it affect you. You know what I mean? Mm. Being able to be like, hey, good to see you, bud. Oh, yikes. Glad I didn't get yeah. into this 77 minute conversation with that guy. I was recently walking somewhere with uh, Katie, and I see this guy coming towards us who I knew from like 20 years ago. Oh. He was actually a friend of my dad's, and I worked for him um, just on the side. And I said, This is. This is going to be a rough interaction. Yeah. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, too late. We're out of time. Yeah, He's here. Done. You know, that's all I was able <laughs> yeah, to yeah, say before the gap closed. And then we were there and um, we walked away and she said, man, that guy's hell annoying. I'm like, yeah, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It happens. It happens. Every time I see him, he asks me to do something. Oh. And sure enough. He did. He was like, I need you to come to this group that I'm starting for business mentorship, blah, 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 blah. I need you. And I was like, dude, I don't, I don't have time for that, you know? Yeah. But that's just the way it is with some people. And that's okay. It's okay. You just know? float on. Just, you have to. Right? Not let it affect you and just keep moving, you know? Yeah. I feel like that has been uh, a big indicator of successful people this last year. Is there a lot of people who just stopped mm -hmm. or they gave up and yeah. completely got rid of whatever they were doing? And then there's people who just, they just kept moving. Yeah. They just keep, For sure. keep moving. Don't be a, don't be a, a stagnant target, yeah. you know, because the world is just throwing darts For at sure. you. And if, if you just keep moving and stay active, you're going to overcome. Yeah. And you have to. And I think that it's like that with everything, you know, life's tough. It's not hard. No one has it easy. No. You know what I mean? I didn't have it easy. In but you're you just a white male. Going, but you, <laughs> you just keep going. You keep pushing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you have to. You have to keep going. And things aren't fair. And you can either choose to like sit back and cry about it. You can be upset about it and woe is me. And mm -hmm. or you can just say, Okay, yeah, that sucks. Now what? You know yeah. what I mean? And, and move on to the next thing. We've all been treated unfairly. We've all had things happen that aren't fair, that don't make sense. Yeah. You know? And there's times, I mean, there's times you get in your feelings and you're like, why did this happen? You know? Sure. And it sucks, but you persevere, you, you move on and you use it to help somebody else who's going through it, you know? Yeah. So. Um, how do you think that your experience um, with some of those hardships can encourage people who are listening? Yeah. So uh, when I was in high school, my dad committed suicide hmm. and it was tough, you know, yeah. being at a very vulnerable age. Of, wow. My dad was a, a severe alcoholic, like awful, awful. Was, because of that, do you not drink? It's made me a lot more cautious. Okay. Like so I'll have like a glass of champagne. Yeah. Sure. But like, I, I still know like my dad was an alcoholic and I don't want to fall into that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I know my personality. Like I like golfing. So when I started golfing, I'm like, I want to buy all the golf clubs. I want everything. You know, I started, yeah. I, I love fishing. And I was like, I went to like two fly fishing classes and I was like, guess what? I'm a fly fisherman. I'm going to be everything. tying flies. I need everything. Yeah. yeah. So I went and I bought a fly fishing pole and I buy everything because I, but that's the kind of person I am. It's like, if I get into it, I want to get all the way into all it. All the way in. And that, it makes me nervous that that's how my dad was though, too, with alcohol is that sure. he, I, he would come home and he'd walk through the door. And if you could catch him from the moment he walked into the door to the moment he walked into the garage is where he kept his alcohol in the garage. If you caught him in that moment, best dad ever, as soon as he walked into the garage, it's over hmm. because he'd walk in after he would hide it. We all knew exactly where it was. He would hide it and then come in and he'd be glass eyed and sit in his chair and couldn't be bothered. Yell at my mom, scream at me, mm. you know, and later on be, would get, I mean, not only verbal, but physically abusive to, to my mom and myself. Wow. And it was tough. You know, the last words I ever said to my dad were, I hate you. The last thing I ever said to him. Wow. And 
we went to uh i was at a wedding reception or something and i remember getting a phone call from my neighbor his name was dave and hey what's up dave and he was like hey you need to come home and i was like what do i need to come home for like i'm having a good time we got friends here da, da, da. He's like, no you need to come home like now i was like i'm not coming home so like and he was like no your dad he's hurt and i joked and said did he hurt himself and he was like yeah he's hurt but he's fine he's totally fine but he, he hurt himself mm-hmm. and i was like okay yeah you know i'll be home in a little bit so get home and i remember turning the street we lived on a court and i remember turning the street and seeing no police cars no nothing out there but just seeing a coroner's like van out there mm-hmm. and my 16 year old mind didn't understand corner meant death at the you know what i mean you're like this is weird like what's going on and then like as soon as my mom sees me i remember her falling down to her knees in, the, in our driveway and crying and like being it was tough you know mm-hmm. and have like looking at my neighbor dave like bro what what happened you know like you said everything's fine and he know, just lied to you he wanted me to get home safely yeah. he didn't want me to freak out and panic sure, and i understand sure. that now but at the time i'm like yeah why the hell would you do this you know what i mean and so yeah it was finding out you know he shot himself in our home after you know i left and we got into a huge blowout before i left and i was getting ready to leave uh and he he said son i looked back he said i hate you and i looked back thinking like i hate you too like let's just go on and that's the last thing i ever said to him mm. um you know it's been 20 this year will be 20 years actually in august and it's meant everything it's it shaped exactly who i've become though yes because of that i stopped hanging with the crowd i shouldn't have been hanging with and like realized very quickly there's two ways that we can go about this i'm either going to go this route and be super bad mm-hmm. or i can get better and be a positive influence, uh, have a positive impact on my sit, my younger sister and my little brother. Mm-hmm. So you became the I, dad quickly. I ended up working for my next door neighbor, Dave. He painted houses. So I learned very quickly how to tape and tape mm-hmm. off things. Uh, and you know, he would take me before school and help me take things, you know, take me over to a house and we tape stuff off and I'd prep the house pretty much for them. They'd come and paint it. And then after school, I'd go back and, tear all my fill it all down off and, wow know, was, but strike it he helped me wow so but yeah it was it was huge but because of that i moved up here because of that i met my wife and have the job that i have and have the family that i have so it's just crazy so you see the way that it became a compass for you 100 percent. because I, I mean obviously if that weren't to have happened I don't know what that would have looked like, what my life would have been. He could have killed you. So something I haven't shared shared with a lot of people. My mom told me like two nights before she had said, uh, can you take the bullets out of the gun? I'm nervous. And I looked at my mom and I was like, it's not gonna happen. He's this not like pretty much you're silly for even thinking that it's not gonna happen. And then for him to commit suicide using that took a long time for me to heal of course because i lived with what if yeah what if i would have just listened what if i would have done this what if i would have done that yeah living your life and what if will literally send you down the worst spiral ever yeah it it will because i can i mean just sit like well what if this would have well what if and what if this and what if that and you know and then i start thinking you know what if he was in a drunken rampage and he went to go find the gun and there were no bullets in the gun then what happens is then my whole family now no longer with us you know like yeah it, it's those type of things that i start thinking about of like what if what if what if and, and it will never end if you let it it won't yeah because it's then what if you know i got into a car accident what, what if i would have just gone five minutes later that wouldn't have happened what if what if what, what if? if i would have said i love you instead of i hate you what if i what if yeah. we would have made up before what if i would have said i loved you would he have then said like i love you too like you know like yeah what, what if what if will drive you crazy because mm-hmm. you can live in what if in anything that any anything that happens you can live in a what if right and 
it's how you react to the what if yeah like using that to like do more you know like being able to share my story with other people that like living with like my mom was a single mom towards the you know before i left mm-hmm. and like having a family member who passed away like there's a lot of things that i feel like i can relate to like kids that we work with directly yeah and being able to relate to them being able it's to a powerful tool because they can't say to you well you don't know what it's like for sure and i would say you're right i don't know what it's like but i knew, do know what it's like to, to suffer XYZ. yeah and you know i don't it, it, it's not in a way of like well, look, look at this bad thing that happened to me. It's worse than the bad thing that happened to you. You know what I mean? It's not a comparison. It, I feel like a lot of times that happens. It's like, oh, I had mm-hmm. a rough life. And people are like, I had a rough life too. And it's like, well, I had to go through this. Well, I went through this. And then it turns into like a one-up, a one-up type or- thing. And you're like, yeah, I don't want to one-up you on how bad things were. Yeah. Like, that's not something like, so for me, it's just being able to use like what happened. Let's like to move forward. How do I use that to impact kids who might be going through something similar yeah you know who has an alcoholic parent who mm. is dealing with addiction who's to be able to share you know this is what happened in my life you know so do you think that um your your view of your son is a lot different because of that too for sure there were some like good times with my dad you know we talked about like sure. going to a giants game like he would take me to a giants games and that kind of stuff that memory is great, but on the way home, there was an AMPM that was like on the like Altamont Pass, mm. and he would buy me an ice cream and he'd buy a six pack and he'd drink it on the way home. And it was wow. if you tell mom that I did this, we're never going to another game. So it's so like you never parts, told mom because no, <laughs> you wanted to go to the game. <laughs> we're going to the, all the Giants games, man. I'm going. Yeah, but it's like there's parts of memories that are great, and then like when you think of the memory as a like in whole, you know what I mean? You're like well, that wasn't great. Yeah, <laughs> but it does because for me it's like i didn't i i didn't really know like exactly how to be a dad i just knew what i didn't want to do mm. that makes sense mm-hmm. i don't i didn't i don't know what it's like to be a perfect dad or have a perfect dad as a role model and some people do and it's great but i didn't have that i just knew what i don't want to become i didn't want to become what my dad was sure i, I don't want to like i, I didn't want to get into like alcohol like that and I didn't want to like try this or try that because again, I'm gonna go all in on it. Yeah. You can like help my wife with flowers. It's all in <laughs> fly fishing. It's all in, you know, it's yeah. like all these things are all in. And I know myself and I don't want to get into that. Don't get into like expensive habits. So try not to yeah. golf's pretty expensive. Get into times, like, sure. like knitting or something. But it could be really like cool. Materials man. I'm are in. <laughs> So no, I have every knitting needle, guys. All of them. I, I spent fifty dollars. The worst part is is like going like finding a YouTube video, and I'm like, yeah. I think I'm a, I'm a professional now because I watch a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think I can build a house. Like, it's not happening. So yeah, don't get into like festool or something. No, <laughs> no it's tough. I'm into elite German handmade tools. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's crazy, but. Yeah, for me, that experience really shaped like who I am, you know. Yeah. Again, looking back, it's like you can literally follow everything from that moment, like meeting like a group of friends who helped like keep me on the straight and narrow, mm. who, which is the reason why I moved up to Roseville. I didn't know Roseville. Was because of those said. friends. Yeah. Invited me. And then it was like, okay, so then, then I moved up here and then like had an apartment. A two bedroom apartment and there's four of us in there and we're sharing bedrooms and it's awesome like just the grind of making it like on your own you know doing yeah. it and then why do you think that a lot of young people who are they're in that stage of life maybe like 17 to 23 they're not willing to make those sacrifices like i'm not going to share a room with somebody blah 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 yeah. i feel like a lot of times like it's it's like it's looked down upon right like it's looked down upon as like oh you share a room with somebody that's weird when it's like no i'm just i'm just trying to make it you know what i mean like yeah don't knock the hustle you know what i mean like we were all like we lived in an apartment we all had jobs we were all working we were just like saving for that next thing it's the next part of your life it's the next season the next journey 
do you think uh, you think we wanted to share a room? No. You think that's what we wanted to do? That's what we had to do, you yeah. know? And, I mean, we split rent four ways, and, like, it, it's, it's crazy. But you're not going to get to the next stage if you don't make sacrifices For in sure. the stage you're in. And you can be 18 and go buy an expensive car and have an $800, 30% interest rate car mm-hmm. from a dealership. You can do that. That's great. Like, but when that $800 car payment doesn't allow you to pay rent, which doesn't allow you to have food, which doesn't allow you to do this and do that. It's like, it's silly, you know, but I think people fall in love with the Instagram version of what like mm-hmm. life is, what, you know, cause people don't post the, that could stuff. be a Lambo kit on top of a Pontiac Fiero for Bro. all, you know, and I'm sure it happens, Yeah, you know, but for us, it's like, or for me, I just think you, you see all the likes, you see the videos, you see the TikToks, you see the mansions, you see that stuff. And it's like, man, I want that. And that's great to want that. But like yeah. that person didn't start there either. No. And maybe they got lucky and maybe they they did. I think and most of great. it's like fire festival. It's like it's Probably. not even real. No. Of course it's not. just all ethereal. Well, and that's the thing is like you look at things and you're like, that's rented. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't own that. Yeah. Like some you want me to Airbnb a house for the night and post get a photographer i'll change my clothes a hundred times we'll take a bunch of pictures and then i'll post them throughout the year like i mm-hmm. got it like that for what for what to to get a hundred likes on a picture sorry not worth it sorry like no i'd rather post pictures of like our kids mm-hmm. <laughs> you know things that like matter things that are Have real. value yeah that, that's real yeah so but i think a lot i think seeing it and seeing like teens in our teen center fall into the trap of like oh look at this yeah oh look at this like this person has a million followers like what does that mean what does it mean how's it oh they're they're famous like are they your instagram famous that's great like yeah. congratulations that's great you're you're an influencer you have a super cool influencer hat like that's dope you know what i mean should like, be a dunce cap <laughs> congratulations like that's great but you have no real world real world experience yeah you know like when the zombie apocalypse comes you're not going to go to the influencers that hat's gonna not help you no you know (laughs) you know like i just think of like literally think about like if instagram were to stop then what now you can't share all the crazy awesome things that are going on and you know like what if that stops you're in trouble Cause there's no substance there, you know? Yeah. And I think it's hard. I mean, I do think kids have it hard because they're, it's a constant stage of like comparison with Snapchat and Instagram and all these things of just like, look what you I'm used doing. used to grow up look and not this. know what anybody else's life I didn't was know really what anybody like. was doing, you know, like it was just like, Oh, I'll see you at the park. See yeah. you at the basketball court, you know, see you here, see you there. And now it's like a constant, where, what are you doing? Where are you at? Yeah. I'm going live here. I'm Snapchatting this. I'm doing this. Like, it's tough because now you're just trying to keep up. And if you can't keep up, it's like, oh, that guy, he doesn't have it like that. So yeah. It's, it's, I think it's tough. You know, it. it is tough. And we see kids all the time who are struggling with it, trying to just. It's it's almost in the same vein as your what if statement. 100%. It's, it's like, what if I was sleeping with that chick yeah. instead of my wife? Yeah. Because that lady looks like she's having a great time. Yep. Or what if I was driving that guy's car yep. instead of my beater? Yep. Or what if I was living in that place instead of where I'm at? For sure. And those what ifs are never going to get answered. No. And those people and probably don't even live the life that you think. No, of course not. And it'll drive you crazy thinking like that. Just like the what if. Just like, oh, man, if I just had that car. Oh, man, if I didn't have my Prius. Oh, man. Like, I didn't get a Prius because I think it looks cool. I didn't get a Prius because I'm trying to, like, pick up all the chicks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got it because I drive from Roswell to Auburn <laughs> and I need someone good gas mileage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's past the, like, oh, I want this super dope car. Yeah. Now you got to get a Tesla. Now, if someone wants to give okay. me a Tesla, like, I'm in. Like, yeah. I'm 100% in. But. Thanks, Elon. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, man. But no, if our next guest in the podcast, <laughs> see you soon, buddy. Hey, boy. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's tough. And I think, I think kids have it. It's, it's a different kind of tough, you know, cause it's a constant comparison. It's a constant struggle. It's a constant. Yeah. 
you know, what's this person doing? Being able mm. to check in. Because you can check in with anybody and see what they're doing at any moment ever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough. It is. Um, I think that's also leading to a lot of depression and stuff, too, for people. For sure. That comparison that they're never going to they're never going to be able to reach the level of what they're seeing around them. Yeah. I think back of like high school and like all of the like cool kids. Right. And you're like, oh, man, that guy's so cool. Never going to be as cool as him. Never. Right. But having that thrown in your face all day would be really tough seeing like it on social media and that kind of stuff. But like fast forward now, I graduated in 2003. Fast forward now. And I see those same people post on Instagram today. And you're like, oh, man, you're still living in. 18 years ago, you're still wearing Jordans. You're still like, we're still not past that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, What was cool then isn't cool now. But we're still acting like it's cool. Like, it's just a, the glory days. It's such a struggle. And that's why it's like, I trying to tell teenagers, like, Instagram doesn't matter. Mm. Who cares what anyone else is doing? Who cares? Yeah. You know, and like, not to be the like corny dad that's like, if all your friends jumped off the bridge, would you? But like, who cares? You know? Yeah. So I went to the beach. Great. Like, you don't know what happened on the way home, though. Parents might be fighting. You know what I mean? Like, they go home and they're crying themselves to sleep at night. But they're not posting that. Yeah. They're just posting the highlights because they want to live up to that. And it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I've had many people uh, make a judgment based on something I posted on Instagram. No. It was not real. No. Oh, yeah. People don't rush your judgment like that, Luke. You stop yes, that. they do. You stop that, right? I've now. had people text me and say, I thought we were having lunch today. Why Why are you in San Francisco? And I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. I just hadn't posted that photo yet. Yeah. We're still having lunch today. That's real. But they made a fool of themselves by yelling at me yeah. over text message. That's great. Telling me what a flake I am. Totally. Meanwhile, you're sitting I've, at the restaurant. I have flaked waiting. on people, but yeah, I'm sitting at the restaurant like ordering a sandwich. Here. Yeah. Where are you, Bozo? It's tough. It is. It's tough. What's your first memory of coffee? Not knowing anything. Walking into somewhere and being like, can I get like a milkshake? Like, can I get, you know, like. Do you remember where it was? Oh, probably Starbucks. I mean, we're talking long. I mean, it's a long time ago now. So you, your parents didn't drink coffee? Like Folgers? Yeah. Which tastes like garbage. But it didn't have any kind of memory no, impact. No, not at all. But I remember everyone. Your first memory is like going into an espresso place. Totally. And not knowing anything. Not knowing yeah. the difference between a mocha to a latte to Let me anything. get a frappe lappe. Yeah. I'm like, can I get, it's like a milkshake type thing. It's got, and it was like whipped cream on top and like chocolate over it. Can I get, what's that called? And they're like, and then it was like, do you want like a Java chip or do you want like a oh, Frappuccino no. or do you want choices. And I'm like, whatever you Did you just turn into Pulling Dynamite <laughs> run head first out of there? It'd be like, whatever you think tastes good, I just want that. And then it was. You know, that and was, you were hooked. Or you thought it was me, too much. Yeah. Like for me, again, when Starbucks was kind of like at, going towards its peak was tough. Because everyone was like, let's meet at Starbucks. Starbucks. Yo, let's get a buck. Starbucks. Let's go to the Everyone's got to get the, everyone's got to. And then if someone would order like double latte mocha frat, and you're just like, I'll just have whatever they're having. Because yeah. you're like embarrassed. You don't know what yeah. it is, you know. It became almost like a, I guess is that a verb? Like, do you want to get a Starbucks? Yeah. Or, it was just like. It was a thing. Yeah. It was a thing for sure. Yeah. And then it was like, which one? It's like, do you want to go to this one, that one, this one? They're all. 37 of them on yeah, the street. Yeah, wherever the so. cute barista is working. So. That's what that I found happen. out when I worked there. That doesn't happen. Yes, it does. Can he make my drink? Yeah. <laughs> so many times. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. No, that, I mean, that for me, that was it though. Like, probably like some crappy Starbucks drink that I didn't even know what I was getting. Yeah. I had zero coffee in it. And it was just, it's like a coffee being ground up. What did what did you think about Foursquare when you came in? Was it a weird place? No, because it wasn't like Starbucks. it wasn't like that at all. So there was a girl who used to work for you. I don't remember what her name was. She had dark hair. Olivia. Olivia. That's exactly what her yeah. name was. She was phenomenal because mm -hmm. I remember walking in not knowing anything, and our friend Jimmy Waugh posted that he was here, and I was like, "I'm gonna go check that place out." Yeah. And again, it was a closet, and I walked in, and I was. She was like, "What can I get for you?" And I was like, "Oh no." And she was like, do you like this or do you like that? And I remember being like, 
she became I'm your guide. Not quite sure. You know what I mean? But wow. she helped like be like, okay, so like a latte is like more milk like milk based. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a mocha, like you can get like a white mocha or like a chocolate. And I was just like, mine's like what a whole new world but she would so i'd be like oh let's do a vanilla and then she was like oh we make this vanilla and we do that and i was like what you mean you don't get the vanilla in the little like vanilla bottle and put it in like no no we do this and wow so i remember being like this is dope so like i and not just saying this but like i think foursquare might have been like my first real experience with a coffee shop like an actual coffee shop yeah yeah. like call starbucks whatever you want to but like an actual like independent hipster those losers yeah but like for me you know for me i think it was like one of the first and then i remember when the remodel was going on it was like i don't know where to go now what do i do like i'm lost where do i go lost without you you know yeah i can't help myself how does it feel you know to know that i love you baby (laughs) you know i just it's tough so no, I think that was. You just waited. You I just waited. didn't drink coffee did. for 14 months. <laughs> just shook off the coffee shivers. And it was great. Yeah. No, but I think, I mean, I really think that was like one of the first like real coffee shops was, was, co- was coming in here. And that's why when it, when you guys expanded and it became larger, like walking in and being like, what is this? You know? Cause I just knew it as like, it was like super yeah. small. And then she it had was like walking the, the transformation. Back. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. It was yeah. That was old vibe feels like a lifetime forever ago. ago. Yeah, no, it was forever ago. But that was a cool vibe. It was. It was awesome. Yeah, that was for sure. Like trying to really think about that was like one of my like first like real coffee experiences. Mm. Other than like I'll just have what they're having. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, for me, um, you're one of the people who kind of encapsulates what the coffee shop like meat cutes are supposed to look like and the type of conversation that I love to hear. So you just run into people and you just start talking to people and yeah. it just is popping and you're always encouraging people and you're always inviting people here. And it's a huge encouragement to me just to see people like you like want to be here and spend yeah. time here. And um, people have told me, you know, my friend CJ sent me here, stuff like that. So yeah. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. You guys yeah. do it right. You know, it's, I feel like it's, it's just such a different vibe, you know, now, like we go to different coffee shops and stuff, but it's just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it's super stuck up, you know? And it's like, it immediately, you're like, I don't want to do this. You Why know are they I mean? doing this like, to me? Come on, man. So, you know, we, we love it. We're, we're big four score fans and yeah. Yeah, I tried to tell everybody. Thank you for being a model, a model uh, trying. citizen. I'm trying. Score. I'm trying. I even did like a Yelp review. Yeah, so I remember good. that. So good. Yeah. I was like typing out. I was like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> did it get removed? <laughs> They're like, this guy's his friend. This guy knows what's going on. You know. That's happened. Of course. Jesse's got removed. <laughs> Jesse's kind of shady though, so we get yeah. it. <laughs> This has been another episode of the Proclamation Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Nolan, with our guest, CJ. Thank you for watching, and thank you for being here, CJ. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Cheers to everyone watching. Please like and subscribe, and look forward to more genuine conversations. Um, As you can see with CJ and I, it's just about sitting down, talking to people, hearing their story, and hope that someone was encouraged today, and that you just remember to not ask what if, but uh, how can I help? Yeah, it's good. Cheers. Yeah.